Hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up? We just finished our recording with the Schmear campaign. Um, I'm about to call my co-host James in, a, in one minute. Um, but every, everybody, my man TW was not there because it is Rosh Hashanah. So everybody have a nice Shabbat Shalom. If you're with family, hope you're, you know, having dinner with your family, watching football maybe. Just, just taking the high holiday to kind of relax and, you know, um, be Jewish and just enjoy that holiday. Um, so, and we're about to have our fifth guest, my boy Eric. We're going to talk some Yankee baseball. So please, guys, the Schmear campaign normally drops on Sundays, but it's going to drop tomorrow. But our goal is to get both audience involved. So the Schmear campaigners, be a dude or be a dudette. The sports dudes, spread the Schmear. Listen to the Schmear so we get both audiences. And now, as I call my co-host, and he's going to hook up the guest, and here's some postseason baseball music that we've heard in our lifetime. Yes, I can. What's up, Eric? How's it going, buddy? What's going on, bro? Not much. So, uh, what what's your thoughts on this Yankee season before the postseason? I mean, what's the fitness? Season's been crazy. I mean, I've got to repeat that. We've uh, stayed all the injuries that we did and then, you know, kind of triumph at the end. And, you know, first time it came, uh, you know, chance in a long time. Um, you know, Boone's done a wonderful job. You know, I know people criticize him, um, and partially, rightfully so, but at the same time, I mean, you gotta give the man credit, you know, get the team together, get this moving forward, next man up, and, uh, you know, kind of intervene as he needed to. Eric, I want to give your thoughts on, on this full season. Now, obviously, we're playing against the Minnesota Twins, and yes, recent history says that the Yankees have own the Twins, but I feel like this team, Twin team is a little bit different from your staff, so that you say what? I actually have to agree, I mean, to be honest with you, um, I think the lineup in general is what kind of separates them from teams in the past, and they got a little, uh, you know, they're pitching, um, you know, they're alright, but, um, you know, they're decent enough to, you know, at times, you know, keep the Yankees better that day. Um, but I think they're kind of what separates them. I mean, you know, both teams are flooding in. Um, and you know what happened last time over there, I mean, uh, it turned out to just, you know, a foot that, you know, um, that in London. Um, and then, you know, and the series obviously came out, but, you know, obviously, well, that's what you're gonna have to say hi. I mean, that's honestly what people are gonna turn down to. I mean, people get, you know, the last two years, retired prolific offenses, um, and in 2017, I mean, they kind of let us down, especially, you know, obviously in the Jesus series. But, but just remember, guys, we did not see Jose Barrios this year. So that's their one guy that can be a series changer. Yeah, I mean, Barrios obviously has the stuff, you know. Um, what he's going to do in the postseason, and, you know, he's also struggled at times this year, too. Um, he was a little fatigued there, kind of going into the end. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, if he's on a day game, you know, he can shut down any lineup in the league. Uh, any thoughts on the lot of concerns about Luke Voigt recently? Because he has not been the same since he's come back from, back from his poor injury, and he has not looked good at Ford. I know it's a small sample size, but I feel like every time Ford comes to a play, he's hitting, he's going to hit a home run. Now, honestly, you know, According to Luke Boyd, he says that his sports are in it. doesn't bother him not to play it, but obviously, from what you see, you know, kind of, you know, doesn't represent what he's saying. You know, you got to see that he has some way, you know, it's got to be bothering him. I mean, he looks overly frustrated. You know, he's 
swing that stuff, you don't really want to, you know, swing at. You know, he's not timing anything. He's been timing completely off. You know, he's hitting with, you know, no power. Um, and, you know, obviously, Boyd's got the hot, I mean, uh, Boyd's got the hot bat right now. I mean, every time he comes to play, like you said, you know, he has a chance to hit it out. He looks real comfortable, has a nice, warm, short, uh, compact swing. Um, especially for a guy his size. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, um, both of them are weak defensively, so they kind of give each other when it comes to, you know, evaluating defensively. But, I mean, I kind of have to agree with you right now. I was kind of all with Boyd. I mean, he just has the hot bat and looks real comfortable. Who would you rather have? Because I I narrowed it down to basically twenty two guys, so there's three spots basically left to fill. What what are you doing with those three spots? And it kind of depends on who you're going with. Um, you know, fill the rest of the spot. Um, I honestly think that Tyler Wade has to be on the postseason roster. I mean, yeah, he's 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 part of the twenty two. Okay. Um, so, I mean, give me my options as far as Cohen and Ottinger. All right. So, so right now, the whole, the whole roster is Gary Roll, Incarnacion, DJ, Torres, Urshela, Gregorius, Wade, Sanchez, Judge, Garney, Maven, Paxton, Tanaka, Sevi, Cece, Hat, uh, Britton, Chapman, Ottavino, Green, and Canley. Did you say Ford? No. I, I mean, I honestly think it's Ford has to be on this roster. I mean, uh, I mean, we don't really know what we're going to get out of Boyd. I mean, honestly, Kurt, um, you know, obviously he's come to with Incarnate Fayon, but we honestly don't know if he's going to be 100% healthy. We don't know if, um, if, uh, you know, uh, obviously with the injuries of Stan this year, you know, we don't know what, you know, Stanton, you know, kind of, I mean, Supposed to say, who would you want to have that second start? If 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 out of the three we have, who do you want to have that second start? I think Paxton is the guy you have to go with right now. I mean, he's just, um, you know, I have a good team out with the group, but if he's healthy, um, you know, just in, just based on his last ten performances, you know, going in, you know, coming into that last one we heard the group, just kind of over his overall season. I'm, the numbers may not justify it, but early in the season, I mean, he kind of came out, you know, maybe that one big game against Boston where he pitched Caden, you know, he, and he's actually pitched well against Houston this year, too, so, I mean, who's going to put him up against a better lineup? Um, he yeah, he got that cut fastball, man. It's going to it's gonna find bats. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, honestly, you know, depending on what happens with team one, I mean, I think, you know, our shirt is home right now. It's, you know, Paxton, you know, and you, know, you never want to go down, you know, 0 2. So, you know, I'm still Tanaka, Paxton, Severino. Tanaka, Paxton, Severino, I like that. Now, what would be your ideal starting lineup? You have to, if you, if, if who would you want lined up for this series? Because for me, I feel like you want to go your best, your best defense, you know, your best defensive strategy, and I feel like, 
me personally, I would have DJ at first and Gio at third, but I don't know what serves you. So, yeah, I mean, I know we've kind of gone back and forth on this, on, you know, on Twitter. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, if you ask me what I think the Yankees are going to do, I don't think they're going to put DJ at first. You know, my kind of just issue with that is, is that he's such a talented fielder that, you know, putting him at second or third to me kind of just gets the most out of him. You know, the only problem with that is, is that you have, um, you know, you have Torres that's already played second for most of the year, you know, um, although I think, you know, moving forward, especially if you don't uh, D, which is a whole other conversation, I mean, obviously shortstop has proven to be Torres' best, um, best position. But, you know, I use it for, you know, for this series, I honestly, I think they're going to go with DJ at first, Torres at second, um, DD at short, and Rochelle at third. Um, you know, obviously, it's not DJ's strongest um, defensive position, but, you know, he's not going to Right. Alright, so let's say it's game five, right? And both Didi and Urshela has been cold at the plate. If you have to sit one of them, who are you sitting? Sign DD. Because 
we just did an episode with the Schmier campaign, and James said he would go thirty million a year for four years and an option for a fifth. W- what kind of contract would you give Didi? I mean, if you're just looking at the perspective as you know where you know how valuable he is to the team, I mean, you're looking at um, you know Didi O'Neill is getting paid twelve million dollars a year. He's obviously you know to me. You know, I think everybody's the MVP of the season so far. So, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't pay any more than than the DJ O'Neill. I'm getting more than twelve million a year. So, you know, four for thirty. Um, yeah, I'd definitely be comfortable with that. You know, um, I would not go with the figure option. Um, and especially the shortstop. I mean, you know, his range is going to hold up. Um, he's not, you know, he's not, you know, the, your prototypical power hitter. And so, it's, I think his power just kind of, kind of decline over the years. Yeah, that was my thoughts because he's going to be 30 years old. So my my highest number would be 20. I can't go more than 20. And he'd probably get at least, I would like to think, 14, 15 million a year. Yeah, I'm saying that's kind of where I'm sitting at too. That I, I, I think you know, there's some team out there that's going to give him more than the Yankees are going to offer him. Whether the Yankees are willing to pay a little bit more based on you know that he's a Yankee, he's high character, you know the fans love him, and you know that that'll have to be seen. But you know, obviously we've seen that the Yankees are willing to pay, maybe not in years, but in dollars. You know, with some of their veterans. You know, we've seen that this year with Gardner and Pete. Um, right. So maybe a shorter deal to higher AAV, you know, where they maybe go two years, you know, 25 to 30, just to kind of keep them here for a couple more years. I could see something like that happening, but I don't see them going, you know, paying for extra years at a high dollar amount. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you look at his stats, he basically had a really good first half. You know, 243, 16 home runs, 60 RBIs. So. I mean. I mean, you know, I honestly don't think that, you know, his final slash line, you know, kind of reflects the kind of player he is. I think he's much better than what he's shown, you know, especially lately. Um, but the thing is, you know, he's really gets kind of caught up on him. Everybody shifts on him and he's a very full happy hitter. Um, so I think that, you know, it's kind of been his detriment, you know, whether he's going to adjust to that, we'll have to see, especially in the playoffs. I mean, he continues to kind of take into the shift, you know, happy hunting, you know. I think though that I think right now, if you look at this Yankee team, they should absolutely win the World Series. Anything less than the World Series at this point would be a failure of a season. To that, you say what? Uh, I mean, to me, I mean that's a goal every year. Honestly, I think every year they kind of have a team, especially 2017. I mean, the team is there. Um. You know, it's just whether they're willing, you know, if they wanted as much as they wanted to. I mean, you know, I think with Severino coming back, it increases our chances, you know, to meet a good one. Um, especially that he has, a, you know, a fresh arm, you know, it's not beat up, it's not fatigued, it's not worn. Um, as long as he's sharp, I mean, he gives us a really good chance, you know, passing the feeling. Tanaka, you know, his postseason, you know, speaks for itself. Um, and which is kind of funny because, you know, I just posted something on Twitter just before you called me. About, you know, what are fans most worried about uh, going into the postseason? You know, what aspect of the team, whether it's defense, offense, starting pitching, or bullpen. And, you know, honestly, from years past, you know, uh, kind of, you know, the offense, you know, it's cold and new right now. You almost got to wonder, you know, they're all on nothing mentality, you know, going into the postseason. Is that going to end up hurting us? And, you know, our bullpen, as strong as it is, you know, doesn't appear to be, you know, uh, as strong as it's been most of the year. I think to me, Johnson, 
Well, I I just voted and I voted for offense. Right now it's fifty nine percent starting pitching, twenty five offense, eight eight percent each for defense and bullpen. And, and you know, I, you know, it's surprising. You know, that's kind of what I anticipated. That you know, some people, you know, went to you know anonymous. You know, we're really going to start voting for the offense. I mean, you know, I mean, DJ, you know, you know, you know, one high average guy. Um, I'm sure we'll have been, but, you know, the average, you know, kind of, you know, sort of kind of declined a little bit, you know. Um, you know, his clutches really haven't. Um, but, you when you depend on the power, you know, sometimes it comes back to bite you, you know, getting good pitching, and the power not being there. Uh, if we get past, um, the Twins, who, you know, we've obviously proven that we can hit against, well, I gotta be really honest, it's no disrespect to the twins, but I anticipate it's Astros-Yankees ALCS. The Astros is really the only team I fear. I know the Twins got the bats, um, but their bullpen ain't that great, and their starting pitching is okay. So, Twins, I'm, I'm honestly not that worried about. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, he, and, you know, I mean, this is completely, like, you know, and, and if I put my money on, I mean, I'll, I'll predict it. But if Oakland gets past um, the Rays, I mean, Houston has to look out for Oakland. Oakland plays great baseball against Houston, and it's been the on their side, you know. Yeah, they beat them 11 times this year. The the Astros beat the A's 11 times out of the matchup. My, so I, I mean, the, I just, I just feel that, you know, that the, the Ra- I just feel like the Rays are going to win, and I don't know why. I can't put a figure on it, but just something tells me that the Rays are going to win. Although, granted, playing in that disgusting stadium that is Tropicana Field will be a nuisance. That's why I don't want the Rays to win. The Rays, the Rays are the better team against the A's because Morton is a beast, and they got better, younger talent, I would say, hitting-wise. But I hope the A's, I hope the Rays do not win. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I've said this all year, you know, obviously I don't think that they have the team to win at all. But, you know, the Rays are scrappy and, you know, it's with a healthy Chanel and a healthy Grass now and it's Alberto thing and Yarborough and Strinos, you know, and Morton at the top there. I mean, they have the pitching to kind of, you know, shut any team down and they can scrap up enough runs. You know, I could see them getting past Oakland and then, you know, I think, honestly, I think Houston is going to have a, hot, a, a tougher time in the ALDS and, you know, people are anticipating. Absolutely. And the Rays are in the same boat as us because Severino is basically a fresh arm. So Snell and Glasnow is basically a fresh arm. Exactly. Hence why I keep saying that the Rays are, are a little bit more dangerous than people get them. Blasto and Spell being healthy, that that's the key. And look, I'm not saying that the Rays are going to make this guys, uh, you know, with Blasto himself, these guys aren't, you know, spring chickens. They're, they're yeah. pretty good. Like, and, I mean, honestly, more than a show, I mean, he's a big game pitcher. I mean, the guy can come out and shut down any lineup and, you know, close out games. You know, I, I don't care that he's, you know, you know, plus 35 years old. I mean, the arm is there. I mean, the guy who sits at, you know... Cutter, slider, changeup? He's filthy. Yeah. That, that's why I was kind of surprised he's a wild card starter. I know you have to win that game, but... I'm pretty sure you you could have started Snell or Glass now and be perfectly fine. 
Because I think Morden against Verlander is much better than Snell or Glass now against Verlander. What's your thoughts on Nationals Brewers? You know, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't think people are giving the Nationals enough credit. And maybe rightfully so, because they screw it up every year. But you know, they got a phenomenal team. I mean, you know. That pitching, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, you know, I, I definitely think they're, they're getting out of, um, you know, out of the wild card game. You know, I mean, Milwaukee's on a good run, but. You know, I, I just think the national lineup is going to beat up their pitching, and you know, without, um, I, uh, without, um, uh, you know, I, I just don't see them. I, uh, you know, I, I don't think the offense is there. You know, they, they have a good team; it's well managed, but I don't know how they're going to get past the national. And I think the national is going to go more, you know, further than people are anticipating. I think they match up well against the Dodgers too, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if they beat the Dodgers also. I mean, if I were the Dodgers, the last two I would face from that wild card would be the Nationals because their starting pitching rotation is ridiculous, like you just said. Now, I want to know is that between of all the four teams, of all the of all the four teams, of all the eight teams in the playoffs, which teams, which team do you see that could? That's an upset alert that could get bounced in the ALDS. Probably uh, St. Louis, to be honest. Um, wow. St. Louis. Yeah. You know, I mean, they've been Why? on a magical run, but I, I, I mean, I, I just don't see it. You know, I, I think that. You know, I mean, Wayne Knight has some little magic. Um, Jack Flaherty's a um, stud. And then you got Miller at the back end of the bullpen. But, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, Martinez has shown that, you know, he's night and day sometimes. Um, you know, and Flaherty, I mean, you know, who knows? I mean, everybody knows that when it comes to the postseason, if you've never been there before, you know, sometimes it eats you up. And, you know, you kind of just, you know, on the heat. I mean, you would have asked, you know, Yankee fans, you know, like Alex Severino, his first year, but he's postseason. I mean, he's an absolute stud. Right. So who knows what Flaherty's going to do? That's true. Well, yeah. well, remember yeah. how good Michael Walker did? Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Though. I think I'll walk. I think I'll like, you know, like, you know, like, like I think of, um, What a mess that was, huh? <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's just goes to show you, you know, you spend big money. I mean, not that there was anything wrong with signing Harper, you know, I mean, anybody who knows me, I think he's one of the most overrated players in baseball. But, you know, not that there was anything wrong with signing him and getting Real Muto and getting two score. I mean, you know, these are all nice people. But, you know, you know, Cashman has shown us this year and maybe he's just shown us and, you know, you look at teams like the Rays and Oakland and stuff like that, and, you know, the winning teams of San Francisco, um, when they were on their run, that, you know, it has to do with the team. You know, you, you can have, 
you know, two, three star players. But if you don't have a supporting cast there, I mean, you're just not going to win. You know, and, you know, the NL East, you know, you look at the players. I mean, you just have the, the young talent, the young pitching, you know, they fixed their bullpen, you know, and, um, you know, their GM did a phenomenal, masterful job this year, kind of coming into the season and holding on to their young assets. And then getting Creed and, um, um, what's the, what's the call you, Gene? Who? Uh, Malcolm, uh, whatever. Um, the dude from San Francisco, but, you know, 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 from, uh, from the Braves. Who's your call now? Uh. uh Lanson? Yeah, Melanson yeah, Mal- and Orshane Green. Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Nationals are obviously a very good team, and yeah, the Nets forget about it. I don't, I don't know what the other game was thinking, but it's funny, you can't speak of voting by ragging it. I actually was very impressed that you allowed them to be pretty hard work, but it's cool that you broke the record. I know Yankees sort of was just like in a casket. Yo, like did that. you see what Dominic Smith did today? That's what it is. Walk off home run. That's that's the good and bad about Yankee Twitter. They are consistent. Where they they will instantly get on you and then they will support the team. So God forbid I feel so bad for John Carl Stanton. If he goes like one for thirteen, boo trade on Carl Stanton and then oh a big two run homer. Oh Stanton, I love you, I never hated you. But then, to to get on Pete Alonso, what has the guy really done wrong? He's playing phenomenal baseball. He's a good guy. He he gives to charity. He 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 split up ten percent of his money from the home run derby, which he didn't have to. He or organized something great for nine eleven. Like I get it. He beat Judge's record. But why are you getting on the guy for? Give him a break. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were really like a kid. Is this, I don't know if you remember back in the home run derby. I mean, if you look at him, the kid was you know, the kid was all business. He was there to win the home run derby. You know, um, you know, every time he did, you know, he was on, you know, he was always kind of just look like, you know, everything was business. Like, you know, it wasn't that he was there to have fun. You know, the kid was there to put on a show, put in his best, you know, to give his best effort. And he was there to win. And, you know, kind of honestly, just at the home run derby, and that's why I love him because he's exactly like Judge. Judge yeah. does not come for bullshit. He is here to play baseball. He takes his time with the kids. He he knows what's important. I love guys like that. Mike Mike Trout does it too. If if you can create one little minute of happiness, do it. Stars, but the problem with the major league baseball is they're not practical. 
making one of the best players in baseball is playing in a market on the West Coast that is particular that men look to like 10 to 10 o'clock at night and possibly falling asleep. MLB has to do a better job of marketing their stars, man. Yeah, you know, and honestly, I don't, I don't think that um, MLB is kind of happy that, you know, um, Chuck stayed in, stayed in Anaheim, you know, for the fact that he just laid out. You know, obviously, you know, the games aren't my, you know, only the West Coast really get to see them. Uh, you know, he's stuck on a, you know, leading team, leading the team, he's going to be cousin. You know, I, see, I, I find it hard for them, you know, um, and it's not like they try, I haven't tried, you know, they signed schools that have sort of deal, you know, they got Justin Upton, you know, gone after some pictures, um, you know, they kind of try to piece things together, they got Otani, you know, kind of just nothing needs to play out for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's never going to win a championship. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, most likely not, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of really sad, man, because it's, you would think though, with a, with a superstar player like 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 Trout, he, you you'd think that you know he'd be on a team that could utilize his talents the best, but it does not look like the case. And I guess you know, like my co-host said, that he's he's taking the Jeter approach, like you know, one player, one team. You know that type of you know that type of player where he just wants to remember by playing one team, and it's, and it's sad because he's been playing for one team that's probably not going to win a World Series for the majority of his career. And then yeah, another reason why, I'm sorry, another reason why I feel bad for Trout, his one postseason appearance, he was horrible. He was like one for twelve or one for thirteen. Him and Pujols wet the bed against the Royals. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking that, you know, kind of, like, loyalty approach. You know, we saw him, so we do it for a losing team. I mean, Jeter did it, but, I mean, obviously, Jeter's success with the Yankees had, um, you know. But that's why Jeter did it, though. Let's just say the dynasty never happens. 96, 98, 99, 2000, it never happens. Does Jeter really stay Yankees' whole career? Because he signed $430 million. I'm pretty sure a hundred's enough. He could go through seven generations of generations and still probably have enough money. So that's why it's weird to me that he 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 resigned. I wasn't shocked, but it's weird. I think it's a little different when you compare Jeter to Trout in a sense because Jeter was valuable to the Yankees. If Jeter played for any other team, I don't know if Jeter is you know who Jeter is now. Um, the success that the Yankees had with him and the support he had had around him, and the fact that he became a legendary Yankee is kind of what made Jeter. You know, you know, if you look at most like advanced statistics and you know some of these his range, yeah, yeah, you know, they, you know, honestly, you don't know if Jeter played in any other team. This is kind of where I kind of um, get on people when they start talking about you know how great players are depending on if they make the postseason or championships. I mean. You know, This debate is had on the Michael K show all the time, and and the question is, would he be Jeter in Milwaukee, Kansas City, Houston? And Michael K always says yes, and Don says no, and I think he'd have the career. He wouldn't have. Maybe he get like two postseason appearances. So would he be a Hall of Famer? I'm going to say maybe, but definitely not first ballot. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be successful. 
that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about individuals concessions. You know, no matter where Jeter was, I mean, just you know, wherever he would have landed, you know, because of his drive, his personality, his work ethic, and all that stuff, he would have been successful, you know, individually. But the team has been as successful, and then right. he ended up as legendary. No, I don't think so. And also, too, we could say, would he have played for 20 years? Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, absolutely. But if he had gotten 3,000 minutes, you know, someone could have run to you, I don't think so. I'd say maybe 2,300, maybe 2,400, maybe like two gold gloves, maybe, you know, five all-star appearances. But you know what it is? is the fact that he did it as a Yankee. And honestly, play, it's, it's, it's different than when you play for, say, Kansas City or Detroit. And I'm not trying to poo-poo Kansas City or Detroit, but <laughs> let's be honest. It ain't the Yankees. It, 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 it ain't the Dodgers. It ain't the Giants. It's the Yankees. I love that. When you when you do something big in New York, it means something. Like, and I know we're talking baseball. Like an example being that Jones had an okay game, but because it's in New York, they're gonna make it like he had a pretty good game. Now, if this one say Houston or Tennessee, they say he had a very you know it it, it, it wouldn't get talked about as much. So when you're in New York, the media capital of the world performing at the highest level for a franchise team in New York like the Yankees, it doesn't matter. It hits different. When it's in pinstripes. Yeah, I mean, just look at, um, you know, Stan. And that's what he's a model. He's an MVP. He comes to the Yankees. I mean, something changed it would have been fast enough. Everything, you know, everything he does is just going to be magnified. Because you know what it is? It's because he wasn't, he wants the whole gold Yankee, and Yankee's trade for him. And yes, Yankee didn't sign for that contract. It was, he already signed that contract by him, and still he ain't opted out. Well, who would he to be turning down 30 million? Yeah. For the next nine years? Come on. He ain't gonna get that money anywhere else. So if, if, he, if he opted out next year, the Yankees would gladly say thank you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. <laughs> so, so before I get to my next question, where can ever, ever, where can everybody find you on social media? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, Twitter is you know kind of I kind of just um, you know I kind of just use for you know sports services, particularly Yankees. To be honest, I made my game my Twitter account back in I don't know, like 2009, and just like kind of reconnected with it, you know, kind of this year. And I don't even remember who I first started following. It was probably the snob, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, um, you know, kind of, yeah, I mean, pretty much like everybody, we kind of just kind of went from there. Um, I'm also on Facebook and I'm also on um, Instagram, but mostly I don't know if anybody's gonna follow me there. I mean, it's really just kind of like boring family stuff, you know. It's pretty, pretty much just. Which is my kids, and you know, sometimes just job related stuff. Cool. Um, out of four players, you have to keep two, trade two, between Clint, Urshela, Talkman, and Andujar. Who are you keeping? Who are you trading? Andujar, uh, honestly, uh, I don't like Talkman, so I've heard of him. Um, Ooh. And I, yeah, and, and, and let, me, let me rephrase that. Not that I don't like him. Um, I think he's the, the one we need the least. Um, I, I love Rochella, and he's under control for a while. And, you know, this honestly ends up being, you know, the real Rochella. And he can just fill a spot that, you know, and do our left. Um, and New York to me, to be honest with you, is never going to be, you know, a prolific, you know, infielder. I don't think he has the footwork. I just don't think he has the mechanics. Um, you know, his fielding is always going to be, um, you know, something that to be needed. He's a great hitter, good kid. Um, I just don't know if he fits in there. So I'd keep Rochella. Um, I'd keep him New York, to be honest with you. I, 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 I just don't know where, you know, he ends up being. 
you know, I think we, we, you know, we kind of have too many people at first right now. I don't know if you could work out in the outfield. Um, but I definitely keep Rochella and, and then you are. And the reason I keep and you are over Clint Frazier is because, I mean, honestly, you know, his attitude, Clint Frazier's attitude is going to end up drowning him. You know, he needs to just go somewhere else and maybe figure it out. Uh, he, you know, the kid has a, a great, a great bat. I mean, but, you know, He's, he's as terrible as Andy Hart defensively, and I had to keep one of them just being Andy Hart. So I'd keep Andy Hart and our show and get rid of the other two. So you're getting rid of two outfielders, and what happens if we don't resign Gardner? And what happens if we don't resign Maven? Who's our death if someone gets hurt? I mean, honestly, you can pick anybody up. I mean, you know, I mean, Talkman, we got, you know, out of the minor leagues, and, you know, trying to, you know, Is Florio um, e- even a realistic shot for next season? Well, you know who's going to be talked about next year. Jason Dominguez. I guarantee you Yankee oh, Twitter God. is going to blow their nut over this kid. And I cannot oh, understand it. They're going to say, oh, oh my God. God, the Martian hit a 400-foot homer. Ooh. For the record, we signed Sanchez when he was 16. This is before the dawn of Yankee Twitter. Now, my, my final question to you is... Yankees versus Twins. Yankees winning how many? Honestly, I, I, I think it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty. They're going to win five. That's what yeah. I said as well. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Twins just had too much offense, but I think that it's just going to be. You know, that we're just going to. If it's Yankees Astros, who do you think's gonna win that series? Why? Correa, Bregman, Yonder, Altuve, Brantley, Springer. They got very good bats. Yeah. Correa. I, I mean, they got good bats. I don't know if they have the length that the Yankees have. You know, I think that their, you know, top four has to be their top four in order for them to be this sincere. And I think with our bullpen and if our, you know, if Severino shows up and Batson shows up and Panaka, you know, kind of does his thing with Joe Judge in the postseason, I just don't see their offense out hitting us. I, I, I don't see it happening. I think it would be much different than 2017. That, that's where Yankees have the edge. But Yankees have to work counts, man. If because Verlander is probably going to be maxed out at one twenty per start, so if he's cruising, he he his total pitch count may be ninety five. So Yankees have to work counts. You got to beat Verlander at least once, because if it goes seven, he's pitching three times, and Cole's pitching twice. To be honest with you, the, the thing is with the Yankees, you know, and I think they're going to know this going into the series, is that, you know, I mean, they're strike throwers. All three of them, you know, they're top three. They're strike throwers. They don't play around. You know, so if you're sitting around waiting for work counts, 
you know, you're going to put yourself into a very, um, you know, into a situation you don't want to be. You're going to be behind constantly. So I think, honestly, with, with going into them, I think swimming earlier in the count may be the way to go and hitting them early. You know, you know, you know the first pitch or the second pitch you're coming in. You know, they're throwing strikes. They want to get ahead of you. It's way they can make you Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's correct. I think that's the same thing. I think you can take the base approach with the twins, but you got to take the aggressive approach against Houston. I think that is the way to go, man. I... Yeah, I think that's the way to go, man. I think Eric's spot off, man. I agree. And Eric, you have an open invitation, man. Anytime you want to come talk baseball. Um, Starting October 1st, we're going to do a daily postseason podcast. So anytime you want to pop on, just let us know. Maybe like a couple hours notice and you'll, you'll come on. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Had a good time. You know we're fine. I'll be in you guys. Cool, cool. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it, man. All right, man. Let's go. Number 20. Yes, sir. Let's go, man. Take it easy, brother. Be good. Well, that was Eric. I I thought he did very well. Oh, that was a fun interview. I mean, we it, it was great, man. That's our, that's our, what's it, our fifth, fifth guest? Fifth interview. Yeah. Three females, two males. Hey man, we diversify. I, I I actually I actually I hope I hope we get Pamela and Amanda back on too. I don't know what you've been talking about today after that after that past win. I don't know if they're gonna come back now, man. I don't know now. I I I think they'll come back. I would hope so. They, those, those those are two fun ladies. They were fun. Absolutely. You know, I, like, this was great. I mean, our Eric was great, and, you know, the two Bills fans were great. Mikey was great. And and yeah. we had our first collaboration with the Schmear campaign, and that's going to be the first of many. Um, I, I, w- I was talking to Brian when when you kind of, you know, went, went yeah. away that uh when yeah. we do our episode Thursday, we're going to do, do it with him again once we know the final roster and... You know, you, you know, kind of finish this episode a little bit. Oh, that's pretty cool. I can't wait for that. Hopefully my phone doesn't die out. But that, but that was actually, that's pretty cool, man. That was pretty cool. This has been a very, this is a, this, this is a fun night. This is really, this is a really fun night, man. And your luck won the Bears. The Bears won 16-6. And my luck just barely won. It was a real tight game. The Chiefs won thirty-four to thirty over the Lions. So imagine yeah. if Stafford was healthy. Imagine if Slay was healthy. Oh man. Uh, also, 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 don't forget, we both called. We both call our teams winning though. The Giants did beat. Did beat. They beat the Skins, but you were more close than I was because I thought it was going to be a closer game. You thought the Giants were going to kill them, and that's exactly what happened today. They, they killed them. They killed yeah. the Redskins today. And I said, and Pamela was right, too. This was a defensive game. I didn't see much of the Bills. Um, I didn't see much of the Bills game, you know, but it was it was a lot closer than I, than, you know, a lot closer than it was given credit for. I truly think that the Bills, you shouldn't hang yourself, you shouldn't put yourself down. You know, the fact that you held the Patriots for 16 points was pretty damn impressive. Brady, no touchdowns. Cool. This, honestly, was the worst game I've seen Tom Brady play maybe in the past four or five years. And today scared me. It really did scare me. Yeah, I mean, this... This, 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 this game should make you think, bro. This game should make you think. And you know, I got credit. I, I gotta give. I gotta give credit to. I gotta give credit. You know, to Giants defense because they stepped up. They forced four turnovers against the Skins, and they had a pick six too. I get the Giants defense. They stepped up. Danny Dimes was a little bit shaky. He had two picks, but 
he, that was a gutsy performance because that shows a sign of a good quarterback. He didn't get rattled after he had two, after he had two straight drives of two kicks. He came back, you know, it didn't help that his two running backs fumbled, although the game would be a, would be way more of a bluff than it really was. In fact, it could have been like 38 to 3. But, you know, you know what? How well Giants, did Haskins look? Haskins was terrible. Really? It was really bad. Like, Haskins, Haskins, first, like, Haskins threw a pick six, and then he threw another pick. I mean, Haskins was just, he Holy didn't look shit. right. He had poor timing with his receivers. Haskins looked terrible. Has, you know what it is? Jay Gruden threw Haskins out because Case Keen was ineffective. And he decided to throw Haskins into the wolves because he felt that if the Giants can get a spark with with Daniel Jones, so can he. And he figured, let me play mind games, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out, you know, I'm gonna throw him, throw out um, what you call it, throw out um, Haskins because the Giants really wanted the Giants fans really wanted him. So I thought that I thought that Daniel. I thought that Daniel Jones played better, and I thought Haskins looked completely terrible. And the Giants improved to two and two, and then and the Cats again—they were close. They were told that they're beatable, but once again, this is why the Buffalo Bills—no offense, Pam and Amanda—this is why the Buffalo Bills are still the Buffalo Bills, and why the Patriots aren't well. The Patriots—it's not easy. It's ugly, but they find a way to get the job done. That's why their hashtag is do your job. Absolutely. And I will say this though, that you know, I said the Bears were a lock and even though Mitch Mitchell Trubisky was injured, they still find a way to one sixteen to six. Kirk Cousins look completely terrible. It looks like it looks like he's stealing money from Minnesota awful. I mean, my biggest surprise of the week is look what Tampa did to the Rams. 54 points. That, that fucked up my fantasy. I'm, I'm gonna have my first, my first fantasy loss because of that fucking Rams defense. They got me two points, man. Before that Rams game, I was up 20 fucking points. So I figured Forno was a lock. And then... The Rams just fucking shit the bed. Oh my god. So Los Angeles Rams defense, you fucking suck. That that shit got me tight. Oh my god, I'm sorry about that. It's alright. I'm sorry about that, man, but hey. Hey, it is what it is, man. You, you know, you know that, you know that if you would have had a chance to, you know, you wouldn't get that. See, I got screwed over too because some dude in my league was playing that receiver for Tampa and he just went off. And I was like, what the hell? Who? And uh, his name was, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got the name right here. Because he is the reason why I have I'm potentially going to go, you know, two and two. His name is Chris Goodwin of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Whoa, he, he sucks. He does suck. But you know what? He was good in that game. The Rams made him look like the Rams made him look like Mike Evans Jr. Wow. A fucking scrub made me lose my first game. Oh. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, we're we're about to be over the hour time. Um so if if we don't record tomorrow, we we will record Tuesday. Absolutely. This has been a fun episode, man. Great episode, as always. Absolutely. And there are now four undefeated teams left right now. Chiefs, Patriots, Niners, Cowboys. And Cowboys right now are down 12-10 to 10 in the fourth quarter. 
Was and Saints got with, the ball. With, with, with just under two minutes left. So, so, the rent, so now they're about to burn their timeouts and their, their you know, all oh, their passing? 